The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. I am Professor Snipe, and this is the Potterhood Podcast with Nico Wright and Will Poznan. You're here to enjoy the subtle science and exact art of podcasting. As there's a little foolish wand waving here, many of you will hardly believe this is magic. However, for those select few who possess the predisposition, enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the seventh episode of the Potterhood Podcast. My name's Nico White. And I am Will Posnan. This is number seven, the most magical number in the Harry Potter <laughs> universe. Voldemort had seven horcruxes. We've had seven episodes. Will's fucked up on a couple of uh, <laughs> numberings, but all is good. We have a special guest with us on this episode. The host of Snapchat's Hype School. Hype School, Mr. Cal Pennant is here in the Potterhood with us. How are you, buddy? Sexual. Okay. Well, thanks for thanks for coming here, Kyle. And uh, so wait, we just gonna skate past the fact this motherfucker answered the question. How are you today? Sexual. He look. If you we come don't out- sell sex on this podcast, bro. I'm not selling sex. It's just my essence. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Can he sit next to you? <laughs> I don't want all this essence rubbing off on me. Yeah. Pause. No. This is it's a lot, but you know, uh, we appreciate you coming on. Tell tell the people a little bit about your show. Um, because it segues nicely into our first topic. My show? <laughs> yeah, yeah, your Snapchat show. All right. Hype I, school? Yeah, I do. It's basically Tosh.0 meets the Sports Center Top 10. So I yeah. just give you like structured jokes over funny things that have happened in amateur sports. Cool. And professional every now and, and then. And it's mostly high school highlights, right? Is that correct? Not mostly high school, but there's high school in there. Okay. As cool. somebody that's been on hype school before, I would just like to let y'all know that you should check it out on Snapchat when you ever get a chance and make sure you email whoever's responsible for the show because I would be a much better host for that show. <laughs> I'm just it. saying. I, I, I did the show like I did the show one. <laughs> they wanted someone with a sexual essence. Bro, that's I'm, really I'm, what it is. I'm, I'm just saying I'd be a better host. I don't mean to bring you on my podcast to hate on you. You'd be a different host. <laughs> well, better, better host? <laughs> well, on to some Harry Potter material. Uh, uh, so, speaking of highlights, that's the, the best segue I can muster. Love that mercy, man. Woo-wee. One man who's responsible for a lot of highlights is LeBron James, and we are going to sort him into a Harry Potter, into a Hogwarts house. Right. We like to start every episode with some sorting. Sorting of a celebrity and whatnot. Uh, Actually, you know what? Let's let Cal open this one up. Okay. LeBron James is a basketball genius. True. So he could only belong to Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff? He could only belong to Hufflepuff. Why? He's a... That's the theme music Even- whenever there's a bad sorting. No. Uh, uh, so why Hus- I was sure you were going to say Ravenclaw once you use the word genius. Why do you nah, lean towards Hufflepuff? Because he's he's all, he gives more than anything else. Yeah. Right? That's LeBron's thing is he's a 
pass first player. Although he can score, do everything that you want him to do. I think Hufflepuff has a little bit of everybody. But Hufflepuff is loyalty, and he almost passed all of his guys off his team this year. <laughs> I don't know if he's so disloyal as is he's loyal to his family. I agree with that. I think he has a loyalty to certain people, but that's why I have him as a Slytherin. Because, him as a slit. because he's loyal to people who he respects as on his level, and so few people are on that level. It's guys like Rich Paul... Uh, Worldwide West, Jay Z, Dwayne Wade, no, guys who anything. I would say that's that's the perfect example of him respecting people and being loyal to people who aren't on his level. Because everybody that he knows from high school would still be nobodies if uh, he didn't show them some benevolence. That's like, a good the point. Most giving guy in the league. Nobody okay. else high school friend is managing them. Okay. Having said all that, though, that's more because um, I'm I'm a sort him in the Slytherin as well. Here, <laughs> here are my reasons because I I do agree with you. I think LeBron because see here's the big misconception with Slytherin is that they're all evil. Yes. You know what I mean? That's a big misconception. That's not the case. There's plenty of good wizards that went to Slytherin, but all the bad ones also. There's are some Slytherin very affiliated. bad Ravenclaws. Yeah, yeah, that too. And shit. What was Cedric again? Cedric's a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff, but you see, if you see Golden Child, spoiler alert, yeah, if Cedric lives, he would have been Cursed Child. <laughs> if he would have lived, he would have been a fucking Death Eater to kill Neville. So, <laughs> you know, whatever. But the reason that I'm putting. Wait, Neville dies <laughs> in, to a in, a, in a parallel universe yeah, like Cursed Child. A, spoiler alert. I yeah, think you it, say that beforehand. Yeah, bro. In, uh, in Cursed Child, fucking Cedric Diggory lives and he gets jealous and becomes a Death Eater and murders Neville. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, that's why that's why his death. I always knew when he died there's a reason I didn't feel bad. <laughs> um I the reason I want to put LeBron James Slytherin is because I think he's extremely good at what he does. And like you said, Kyle, he's loyal to his family, right? He's loyal to his family and the people close to him the way Ooh, that um Malfoy. Kinda kinda of like Malfoy, but I was leaning towards more Snape a little bit. Okay. The way Snape is loyal to like Lily and the memory of Lily and is willing mm-hmm. to do things that make him uncomfortable to make sure that he's good, to make sure that Harry's good, because, you know, by extension that's protecting the last thing left of Lily. I think LeBron has made very similar choices business wise for his quote-unquote family. And by family, I mean his friends that were close with him since high school and the people, you know, that are directly his family, like his wife, his children. He's made business moves, and he's been loyal to his squad. Like, he was loyal to Cleveland. He was the whole economy of that place for years, and he mustered that burden on his shoulders, kind of the way that fucking Snape mustered the burden of being a double agent and having to go back and forth. And when it was time to do what he had to do, you know, he went out, he went out for everybody, even though people at the time didn't know that's what was happening. Okay. I don't even see him leaving any of his teams as disloyal. Like, even even when he went to Miami, he didn't do it in a way that was probably pleasing to the Cleveland fans in the Cleveland area. But... Well, when Snape killed Dumbledore, I'm sure that wasn't pleasing uh, yeah, to the no, people People were burning around. Snape jerseys on the lawn. <laughs> but it had to be done. Well, it's not even that. I'm just saying, like, when LeBron does all these things, it's I, I look at it as, like... Harry leaving the school because mm. it's like I'm still a Gryffindor at heart. I'm whatever I ride for mine, mm-hmm. but you guys can't take me to the next level that I need to get to in order to save the world. Again, so w- even even as you said that, right? Because you paralleled it to Harry, but I think that parallels more to Snape in Book Six, bro. Because when he when Snape kills Dumbledore, that's <laughs> literally what's happening. Everything yeah, everything that you just mentioned that's harsh. What's that, like him leaving school. Yes, is mo- more like parallel to him just leaving Cleveland. But we nah, those really people felt like they were killed, nigga. Did you <laughs> see what happened to the Cavs, bro? Well, they Cleveland- were. 
Cleveland, were dead. Cleveland shouldn't have been a Horcrux if they, they were, didn't want LeBron to leave. <laughs> they were dead when LeBron left, bro. And then when he came mm. back, he bought them the prominence, and yeah. they won. That's I, I'm, I'm not even going to continue. Like I said, I'm putting LeBron James in Slitter. I thought you made a great case for Hufflepuff. Um, you made a better case than I thought anybody could make, so kudos to you for that. Because in my mind, I, I was like, agree. it's the unloved, right? Like, yeah. Hufflepuff gets the least amount of love. Well, we overlove Slytherin on this podcast, for sure. Yeah, we've, we've <laughs> sorted a lot of people in Slytherin, but the only reasons I think that is is because Slytherin and Gryffindor and maybe a little bit Ravenclaw have the most defined attributes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The other, the latter two schools of uh, Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw, they didn't get as much love, which is almost kind of sad because I think they're both great houses. Yes, like one of my t- my favorite one of my favorite teachers is uh, Professor Sprout, and I think she's the head of Hufflepuff. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Who's the head of Ravenclaw? Which teacher? Flitwick. Oh, uh, okay, got Flitwick. it. Flitwick, bad motherfucker too. Yeah, yeah, dueling champ, but For nobody sure. talks about that, and it's. Uh, it kind of pisses me off that um, that wasn't made a bigger deal out of. Here's, what a badass he was. Yeah, man, because you didn't really get to see any teachers fighting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In the whole Battle of Hogwarts, you saw McGonagall like, shoot a few like fireballs out of her uh, wand. Yeah. But that was about it. And in the books, they were so badass. Well, you know what it's like? It's like in a, any middle school in America where kids are mouthing off at their teachers and you go, this teacher could fuck you up. <laughs> and, and, and in this case, turn you into a fucking feather. Literally every teacher is like a UFC fighter at the school in their world. <laughs> and kids are mouthing off. It's like, okay, meet me outside. Get right. what you want. <laughs> right. You know who I um, always wanted to see? Um, there was a scene in the books where Professor Trelawney yeah. was throwing like those crystal balls down and hitting motherfuckers with them. <laughs> I so bad wanted to see that in the movie. And I was so angry that they didn't do that. It's too lighthearted though. Like you can't, you can't keep the same like airiness of mm-hmm. Harry Potter and also just have a glass ball smash <laughs> into the face of like a yeah, a, a Death Eater's got like glass sticking out of his face. But nothing. But that, wouldn't that make you happy? Like you know what? What? What was happening at that point? You see the you see um Malfoy, Crab, and Goyle, Harry, Ron, and Hermione running away from fiend fire, and then just a quick cut to what's happening in the Great Hall, and it's just a blind lady kicking ass, throwing fucking eighty pound crystal balls at niggas. Like personally, I would have liked to see that. It is crazy how much they escalate the violence to the last book, because in the first book. Harry's like slap boxing Voldemort, and in the last <laughs> book, Fiendfire is burning kids alive, like sixteen year olds. Like the Goblet of Fire is my favorite book. Okay, tell us about it. It's the turning point of the whole series. That's when everything gets real. Okay, the minute Voldemort becomes a real person, and you know he's real. He's not just like having to inhabit other people or other things. Mm-hmm. And then it's also when you see the first guy die, right? That's when you're like, oh, kids aren't safe. Because up until then, the only kids who are ever in danger is mainly just Harry and, mm-hmm. and everybody who's associated with him. It is strange when you're reading like the second book and they got the basilisk, basilisk roaming the hallways and you're like, I'm pretty confident nobody's going to die, though. Yeah. Like, no kid is going to die. Right. I mean, well, all the cats got to run for their <laughs> fucking lives. Miss <laughs> Norris was almost out of here. Yeah, she saw that shit in a puddle. She froze. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, at a certain point, that's just disrespectful, though. Like, yeah. I got it. Because Hermione saw it, I think, in the reflection of the mirror, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Colin Creevy saw it through his camera. Mm-hmm. And you know what's sad is that 
they um because like you said cal it it did kind of get real in the fourth book when people start actually getting murdered we mm-hmm. always got close to murdered even though we forget the fact that harry disintegrated professor quero and you would think oh, yeah. for an 11 year old <laughs> that shit would have woke him up at night a lot more often like harry Potter is a lot more savage than we think he killed his teacher his first year of school came back his second and year, came like, back his second year and didn't even bring it up year. <laughs> Like, this nigga just went to recess like it was all good. There's no he, camp counselor. He came right. back his second year, Snake started talking to him. He was like, this is weird. I thought it was going to be just normal school. Yeah, I thought I'd play Wizard's Chess, you know, maybe disintegrate a teacher again. Going about my business. But I um, I think it started getting real and it started to escalate. Because I think J.K. Rowling did that exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. She escalated the violence per the palette of the people that were it's watching. It's the only fantasy fantasy series ever that grows with its audience right but see i felt like it was getting real in book three you Mm -hmm. feel me when when um you started to find out the backstory and all the people that because it was all one big setup it was one big setup and all all the fingers getting pointed and when they when the dementors were about to kiss Sirius black when that motherfucker's soul left his body i was like oh yeah this is brutal Mm-hmm. The next book when they killed um what's his name like you know sure with Cedric yeah. yeah but I was more sad about like the spider that Moody killed in the classroom <laughs> than I was about Cedric well book three was the first time that the series end or that a book ended with things not going perfectly because mm-hmm. at the end of book one they saved the day book two they saved the day end of book three it's like oh Pettigrew got away so and today by the way is the fifteenth year anniversary of the third movie. Prisoner oh, wow. of Azkaban. Saw that on Reddit today. Which okay, is really gotcha. weird. Like, that movie's so different. Mm-hmm. And it's... I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah. Like, I'm glad they, they didn't, keep doing they that. didn't yeah. stick with that dark motif because it really would have turned it... Like, now it's more Marvel, but it would have been that crappy DC. It's way too serious. <laughs> Nobody's actually enjoying what they're watching type of movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, along the lines of sorting into houses, our first topic today is uh, which Harry Potter... which students from harry's year do we feel like we're in the wrong house oh man because everybody always talks about Pettigrew, mm-hmm. but there's some kids harry's year i was thinking about it there's some kids harry's year that you can make a case should be in different houses i don't know neville i think should have been a hufflepuff you yeah know what i'm saying brave kid but uh very loyal as well very loyal like stupendously loyal to the point of almost stupidity sometimes <laughs> you know what i mean like you think about the whole thing with his dad's wand and the way he would show up to school, it's like, dog, I get it. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? But that's not even bravery at a certain point. It's almost it's almost like that self. You you so loyal yeah. that you're being selfish. He made himself expendable as often as possible. Like Yeah. And in the first year he knows no magic and he's like, Hermione Granger, I'm stopping you. Right. And nobody <laughs> and nobody had his back as much as he had everybody else's. That's back. true. So for that reason, I feel like Neville, if they would have sorted him in the um, Hufflepuff, I would have been 100% fine with that. And his proclivity for um, herbology. Okay. Um, I got a couple locked and loaded. Kyle, do you want to? I'm just thinking, like, this is an interesting question. All right, I got a few, so I'll give you a little bit more time to think. First of all, uh, there's a big deal made about Padma and Parvati Patil being in different houses. Uh-huh. I don't know why. They're the exact same person twice. <laughs> they, they need to choose a house for both of them. Right. They, if you're going to put them in different houses, they need different qualities. That's, I would say that is a nitpick that I have with the series. It's like, why are they in different houses? To me, they're both Ravenclaws. Mm-hmm. They're both like studious. 
did he, I don't think either participated in the Battle of Hogwarts, not to shade the Patil family. I mean, well, fuck them. Shit. They, <laughs> no, bro, because they, they were boring as shit. They were. They were the ones that went to like the uh, prom or something like yeah. that with uh, Harry and Ron. They right? were like basketball wives. Their yeah. only role was trying to fuck fame. Maybe they should be Slytherins. <laughs> could, could you could you dance with me? Bitch, I ain't danced the whole party. <laughs> like, I took you around and spun you three times and I was done. But you know what? There was, um, I don't know if this played as much in the book as it did in the movie, but um, in the movie... There was a <laughs> there was this line where homie came up and asked one of the Pavati girls for a dance. And he's like, "Can I have can I have your um arm?" He's like, "My arm, my leg, I'm yours." I'm like, "Yo, that's a thought mission, yeah, right? 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 It's like, yo, you so you just gave it up like that? Like, yeah." She sat there and said, "My arm, my leg, I'm yours." And they knew they were second options. They knew everyone Ooh. knew Ron asked Hermione, Harry asked Cho. Everybody knew. Fair enough. Uh, I I could see Hermione being put in another house. Sure, a lot of people online. Yeah, she's super smart. Ravenclaw is the house, I assume. Yeah, Ravenclaw, definitely. So a lot of people. So- I could also see Hermione being a lot better off without either Ron or Harry, especially <laughs> without Harry. Okay. I'm say Ron's her husband. Like, <laughs> true. <laughs> you just want to get rid of him? No, it's not that I want her to get rid of Ron. I think they could have still been what they were, but I feel like Hermione would have just done better had she not been surrounded by like Harry's BS. Well, she definitely would have. And Harry would have died. So would Ron. <laughs> That's they, true. She could have survived without them. They would have been obliterated without her. They wouldn't uh, even been able to do half of their missions without her teaching them how to. She would have been yeah. fine up until the seventh year when the Death Eaters took Hogwarts and. Then, uh, then she would have she would have died that seventh year. Oh, she would have been the first target. Yeah, she would have been. What? What? Are any the other... valedictorian is a is a mud butt. There, they would have been like. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a Do we know if there's any other um, um, Muggleborn students in Hogwarts outside of Hermione? Because I know Hermione's the most prominent, but yeah, there's a lot of half Muggle. Yeah, there students. were, but they just never they weren't important. Seamus yeah. is half Muggle. His dad was a. My dad's a Muggle. <laughs> Mom's a witch. Who Pretty are, weird day when he found out. <laughs> I can't do the accent, but I do remember that. That would be dope to find out. I would like. I I don't know. Maybe it's because I have the bias of being a fan, but that would be the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, we should we should look that up, bro. It's like, wait, you can create money. My seven year old daughter can turn rabbits yeah. into money, <laughs> bro. I would when I t- I would ball the <laughs> fuck out. Oh, so bitch, you could do magic this whole time. I know you want divorce. divorce. Fuck that. <laughs> Come in. Take this hundred dollar bill. And give me a million of those. <laughs> Turn this shack into a mansion. Hell yeah. Have my friends come over and nigga, just my same apartment. Had them come over and do that elongating spell that like the Weasleys did with the tent. Then yeah. you walk in the tent and then that shit is a whole home. Oh yeah. But even simpler than that. Living like, large in the projects, bro. Think about how dope your family vacation is now that you don't have to pay for travel. You just yeah. go right. flu powder everywhere. Yeah. Flu powder, but just to talk shit to people like when they, where you going, bro? Yeah, uh, I'm going to, you know, we just bought a new car and all that. Oh, word, word. Yo, I'm, I would I'm, take. A I'm f- on my way to the hardware store. What you get? I'm getting a new broom, nigga. Fuck your car. <laughs> I would take a port key. I'd be flying yeah. over my town. I'm going to grab this boot and go yeah. to Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> how much, how much an Ireland trip cost you? A Timberland. <laughs> That's how much. Uh, Yo, that would be so dope. Yeah. 
they should make a bigger deal out of that stuff. Like what the yeah. family does when That's, they find out. Because once you out. reach that certain age, you could take it into the real world. Right. Yeah. But there's also that statue, right, where you're not allowed to do it in front of muggles for real. Yeah. Well, I would. uh it's your dad or mom. Well, I'd have to tell. Them. Ain't Hermione like, wasn't she Minister of Magic for a certain amount of time? She's Minister of Magic. And when she's in set right after her sixth year, she does the memory thing on her parents and never gets caught. So if you're a good enough witch or wizard, you can it's get away with sliding it. under well, the radar. I, I just tell my woman, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, witch, listen, make us rich. Don't worry, I ain't see shit if you ain't see shit. But, oh, I would exploit the fuck out of that. But speaking of Hermione uh, as a Ravenclaw, a lot of people on the internet talk about that. A lot of people talk about Ron potentially as a Hufflepuff, but I was thinking... Ron is a textbook Slytherin. You think what? His his two best friends are the smartest girl in the whole school and the most famous kid in the world. That's some Slytherin shit. It's luck. It's luck. (laughs) We're giving him a lot of credit. His whole thing is like, I don't want to be seen as the third wheel. It's like there's a lot of Slytherin shit to Ron. It's not bad. But Ron was never the third wheel. Ron was the wheel. He was the best friend of the main guy and. Hooking up with the uh, other main person. That's yeah, no, creepy, he's... right? That you guys thought we were all brothers and sisters, and then you look over and they're fucking like, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, Ooh, God. Yeah, that's nasty. Yeah, I don't know. That's bro. like some Lannister shit, a little bit. Yeah. Pass that back, please. I can't see Ron being a um, Slytherin. I, I, not even that I can't see it, I don't want to see it. Okay. Because the Weasleys hate like the Malfoys so much, and the Malfoys are such diehard Slytherins. Uh, if Draco was raised a little different, sure, I could see Draco being in like Ravenclaw. I could see him as a Hufflepuff Gryffindor because he's so loyal to the ideals of his family. Mm-hmm. If he's in a different house, he's going to be loyal to better ideals. Fair, yeah. If he had a different family, I think he could have been a different way. I I just feel that like he wasn't as textbook evil as they tried to make him out to be. And I think sure. by the time the last book came around, you kind of yeah, saw that. He's, well, he wasn't. Because he really did want to be friends with Harry. Now, I know uh, mm-hmm. his pops kind of put him up to it at first, but he seemed like really just jealous. He's Cuba Gooden Jr. <laughs> in uh, Boys in the Hood. So it's like, yeah. oh, we've been wrong. We need to go ride out on everybody. But then <laughs> when it's time to get in that car, he's like, I, I, I need out this car. Snape, right. need, <laughs> Snape, help me, bro. I need I'm out no the killer. car. <laughs> but the, the funny thing is, when it was time for him to kill Dumbledore, bro, that motherfucker turned into a quivering bitch. Yeah, he was, <laughs> Boy, he was talking all that shit in the second book. You'll be next, mudbloods. Bah, 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 bah. Six years later, is a grown man. Hey, go kill Dumbledore. Huh? huh? With his Hitler youth haircut. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and he, yeah, that's how he, they did a good job of Tom Felton losing his mind because he had aged mm-hmm. like he did a great ridiculously job. in those moments. Like he looked but 65. Yo, if yeah. I was in eighth grade and I had to hang out with Fenrir Greyback for a whole year, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I think bro. I'm in the wrong club. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be like, yo, y'all got anything left at that Order of the Phoenix shit? <laughs> Are there still spots? <laughs> the, or, the Order of the Phoenix was just much cooler. Like, they had a black yeah. guy, you know what I'm saying? Fenrir Greyback a... is a werewolf pedophile. I'd be like, I don't want this to be my friend. Bro, that was probably the weirdest <laughs> scene in the last uh, book where... This motherfucker was eating the little girl. Mm-hmm. That was the weirdest scene for me. Because it's like, yo, bro, you were doing way too fucking The much. case for most evil character after Voldemort, or even including Voldemort, mm-hmm. it's really like Fenrir or Dolores. Those are the okay. two best candidates. What about Bellatrix? 
I think Bellatrix is just a girl in love. It's like what? If, what? You, if you grow up with a crush on Justin Bieber and then he turns out to be Hitler, it's like, well, I can't undo this crush. But she's mm-hmm. killing people. Like it wasn't like she was just playing. She's she didn't even do people. killing curses for the most part. She's like throwing softballs at people and then like, they die not, on accident. That I would even say that's more gangster. Like even that's now, true. like even today in the world of guns, if you just walk up on somebody and stab them, mm. that's, that's way more gangster. That's, that's Bellatrix. That's true. No, you can make a case for you can also make a case for Gilderoy Lockhart, like doing the memory curse on kids and all that stuff. He's the Michael Jackson with no sexual impulse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's a absolute creep. But speaking of him, the next topic we got, um New a new topic called willow whopping. Yeah, man, that's why I want you to pick pick. You can pick something either that you love or hated in the Harry Potter universe. Kind of a hot take, good or bad, and just go off on it for a little while. So, Will, I'm gonna let you go first on Great, that. I got one, and I'll t- I'll go second. And Cal, you bring up the rear. All right. So my I was thinking about this in regards to Ron, mm-hmm. and it is such bullshit that any. Harry Potter student, or any Hogwarts student, is allowed to attend the school with a broken wand or even a used <laughs> wand. What the fuck is that? That would be like if one kid in your high school had a mechanical pencil with no lead and they were grading him on the same rubric. Like, why didn't you write anything? Because right. everyone else can write and I can't. Like, every single kid who has a used wand, it doesn't work for them. You should be required to have a wand that fits you. Because the whole idea is that the wand chooses the wizard. So it's like you're just putting a kindergartner at a giant disadvantage. And then Ron's is broken, so like every third thing he does backfires. It's like, no, get that kid a get that kid a functioning one. Hogwarts, I imagine, it's mm. like Harvard or Duke where it's got a giant endowment. Mm. They can afford to buy sixteen wands a year for kids who can't afford it's just a giant poverty uh like disadvantage. It's a giant classist thing. It's so unfair. Wow, man! I like never you, of that. you really, whew, boy, you really did some digging on that one, brother. I was, man, I shit. I, I don't think you should be allowed to go to school with pay less shoes. It's like you get made fun of too much. Wait, wait, like, wait, wait, get that wait, kid. What that builds character? You think that? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Going around you, getting you, roasted that's brutal. Like a Hey, you just you just hit you just hit Cal's uh, spot, bro. Cal went to school with pay less shoes. No, I never man. did that. Get that kid like, some Adidas or nah, something. You, you so... don't got a lot of us on the Potterhood podcast, bro. We got vodka. I mean, Vetra Serum. Go ahead, take <laughs> shots of that and come back here and tell the truth. Just too much adversity for a nine-year-old. Now but you're gonna give him a dysfunctioning and magical world yeah fair enough was that not the same as like saying like you shouldn't be here if you don't have two parents no but we can (laughs) we can get you for forty dollars we can get you reeboks or adidas and you're good i mean at a wave of a wand i feel like you could have good boots that's true. You feel me? That's why I never understood why the Weasleys clothes were like tattered. <laughs> never took the time to learn how Repero. to sew. <laughs> like, <laughs> like clothes repairo. That's yeah. all they needed But their to mom do. would knit a sweater. Yeah. Every every year she would knit a sweater. She would take the time out and knit multiple sweaters, actually. Yeah. And then when it came time for Ron to go to the dance, she was like, where are those hand-me-downs? I don't actually yeah. care about you. <laughs> right. Yeah, From that 200 was, years ago. Yeah, and okay, so now, y'all, all right. You Believe it or not, you kind of beat me to it. The weird relationship that Molly had with Ron would seem like she didn't want him. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Like, and he knew it too because in the um, I think in the books, I think it's mentioned when he has the uh necklace or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's mentioned where he goes like, you know, you're the son that your mother never wanted when she wanted a daughter. Blah blah blah. 
you put that in your son's head. And for yeah. all intents and purposes, he was the best kid you had. Mm-hmm. For all intents and purposes. Bill was pretty the, dope, too, though. Fuck Bill. Bill was oh, yeah, great. He was the perfect kid, right? Bill was like, awesome. He's like taming dragons. Yeah. Fucking models. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was living the Instagram that, life. Yo, that, that's, what, that's what Molly was telling the other chicks at the bridge club. <laughs> What's your son do? Fuck your son. Mine's is t- taming dragons and fucking models. And then just flew powders away. But no, I do think Ron was the best kid she had because I feel like Ron made the greatest impact as far as relevant, tangible impacts. Mm-hmm. Like, you can say what you want about the uh, dragons. I don't know how many dragons Bill Weasley has tamed, but Ron did save Harry Potter's ass. Ron sitting at Thanksgiving times. like, how many Horcruxes you kill? Oh, you kill Horcrux? Right. Oh, zero? How oh, many okay. pieces of Voldemort have you destroyed? Oh, none. Give me the big piece of chicken. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I, I, really, I really didn't like that. And then this is something that I really liked about the Harry Potter um, universe that they did well was um how happy they made the happy times if that makes sense when harry ron and hermione were having good fun you could always tell so it wasn't always like terrible 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 it was always some sweet inside the sour like even after um after dobby was killed right and they had the funeral because when dobby was killed that was very sad for a lot of people that um are part of the fandom but the funeral that they had for Dobby, for me anyway, I found solace in that. Like, it was like, fuck that he got murdered the way he got murdered. But there was a lot of solace in how they had the funeral and Dobby got to be buried with some dignity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that's it for me. What you got, bro? Uh, <laughs> I think that it's a lot of racist undertones and like oh, we messages. We agree. We agree. I've, I've already... Man, I done went in on this for weeks at a time, so it's uh, good to hear somebody else say so, it. is black, by the way. Go yeah, ahead, I'm, I'm colored. So <laughs> one part of it is like there's one truly evil family in all of Harry Potter. It's the black family, right? Mm-hmm. The truly evil family. And there's only one mm-hmm. good black. The blacks. Yeah, they're the blacks. <laughs> and there's only one good black, <laughs> which is serious. Well, regulus ended out good regulus yeah. black was kind of <laughs> like the black that goes to prison and comes back and realizes he made a mistake Incre- and does one final thing for redemption in uh in the and he stole of- jewelry well also yeah. the, that in the black. crimes of grindelwald the the lestrange that zoe kravitz plays is a is a great character but yes i i hear that um and so harry of course he has one father really like mm-hmm. his real dad's dead but the only father he has that's alive is in prison, who's also, he's the black. <laughs> and then when the black gets out, he's trying to make a better life for himself. But the government's on his ass. Nobody <laughs> wants him to prosper. And then when he finally starts to get a foothold in the world, he's like, look, Harry, I got this house. We can live together. Like, we're going to set things up for ourselves. He gets killed in gang violence. That's a great point. And he gets killed in gang violence while talking big shit. By by like, his yeah. cousin from the same by his by a, by another black. All this black on black violence in Harry Potter work. It's so, it's so messed up. And then like even if you just so I have this really intense theory. I shared it with Nico like probably like a year ago. Which okay. is just like how Harry Potter, the whole series, is just trying to teach white people how to say the N-word. 
Ooh, okay. Well, dig into that. Bro. Yeah. Bring, bring the mic closer to you. Yeah, let's face. shelve everything else and talk about this. So wait, let's get it more succinctly because we want to get this part into the camera. Max, could you make sure the camera's on us good? Are we nice and focused? Yeah, you can lean forward to that. Word. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I don't even want to be a part of this shit. I don't act like I'm not here. So, Kyle, by all means, say this uh, terrible thing you're going to say about the Harry Potter universe. Well, here's how. <laughs> I got your back, Kyle. <laughs> I, mean, I, I studied. I actually took a class on Harry Potter in college, right? Okay. Bet, and y'all, so, like, it, bet y'all didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's wishing. <laughs> and so, like, it teaches you to look for, like, these little themes and underlying, like, symbolism, motifs, and all that. And so, like, you look at, like, like for example, every, whenever I say that, people think I'm talking about mud blood, but mud blood isn't really the n word. It's Voldemort. Ah. Voldemort is their n word. Like at first, like only his boys can say it, and then Harry comes along and he's a white boy who changes the culture. Ah. Right. So it's like in the first few books, whenever you say it, they'd be like, "Harry, not cool, bro." And then you get a couple more down. They kill that. They kill Cedric Diggory. And Voldemort's like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta kill this nigga. Everybody's saying Voldemort nonstop. It only takes like four books for it to go from Tom Riddle to that nigga Voldemort. Like it, it's <laughs> that quick. I hope we don't have an alt right following because they're gonna be like, no, we have to say it. <laughs> and and look how how Harry defeated Voldemort, right? With yeah. the with Expelliarmus. It's a disarming spell. Ah. Right? Never in the history of that whole universe had someone been killed with a spell that wasn't the killing curse. Ah, and then you disarm you disarm, you disarm the N word. You disarm the N word. After so it had been called taboo. Yeah. Uh, remember they had that whole thing where like, oh no, it's a taboo. You can't say Voldemort. It's taboo. Mm. Yeah. So even so Harry made it okay, then they're like, No, Harry, it's still taboo. And, and I'm Harry scared to like, say Voldemort. I'm gonna disarm it. <laughs> I mean, for Voldemort, you just can't say it with the hard V or the hard Voldemort at the end, okay? Voldemort, you know what I'm saying? Got to add an A. Like, even the way Voldemort speaks makes the rest of the whites uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? That parcel tongue and Harry's right there with him speaking it makes everyone uncomfortable. It's so That's much hilarious. like Voldemort's a classic nigga. He dresses no, different. No, no, I can say it. I have a, I have a black guy's horcrux in my <laughs> <laughs> You 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 did you did all that you no know, but and you didn't mention what I usually mention about um Harry Potter and its racist overtones. Like there's only one black person in Order of the Phoenix, and I think Kingsley and Dean are the only black people in general. Yes. Um whole, also, whole say- world of fucking giants and fucking snakes <laughs> and shit. And there's only one black guy, and he's like, oh, Angela Johnson too. Oh yeah, the yeah, one that I want to uh, sleep with. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And of course, she dates the white redheaded kid. Yeah, is she gonna date Dean? That would be more uncomfortable if the only two black kids at Hogwarts. <laughs> Actually, nigga, I wanted to date Kingsley, but that might be her dad <laughs> that she never sees, according to fucking Harry Potter. Hey. And like, what if Cedric Diggory he only dies because that's just when he started dating the Asian girl, oh. and then it's like no race mixing, right? <laughs> so he yeah. has to die. Well, then, then we should have two dead Patils. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first like evil villain is wearing a turban. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so oh, there's a lot of weird things in Harry Potter that I I just want to sit down with J.K. and give her some counseling. Yeah, that would be weird. Like a alt-right harry potter fan checking under turbans like oh what, what if what if there's an alt-right harry potter bro like can you imagine that how dope <laughs> how dope would that be how dope would that be to read that would be a great read 
Just like it's an alternative universe. You know the sad part? There's probably a subreddit out there with that fan type fiction. of fan fiction. <laughs> well, I'm I mean, sure we could find it. With the ministry in, in book seven where they're like checking people's parentage and stuff, that is kind of like birtherism, but they paint that in a very negative light. So that's a little. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still fucked up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, damn, also, guys. Isn't it weird that like Hermione's black now? Yeah. It was. It wasn't weird for me. I just got mad that she. Why she had become like a mean bitch to her husband as soon as her skin darkens. That's the part <laughs> that pissed me off. Now it's like, fuck you, Ron, and it ain't what it used to be. What? Why? Yeah. But why is the? Why is it like white Hermione's beautiful? Have mm-hmm. you seen Black Hermione? You she look like you. She looks just like you. Okay, bro. She looks just like Cal. If <laughs> No, if you <laughs> focus this fucking camera on Kyle, they look like they could be brother and sister. And miss me with the bullshit. I saw Cursed Child. Yeah. Look up Kyle Pennant. K Y L E. Spell your last name. Listen to me. G R A N G E R. Hermione sounds like when Nico says S's. <laughs> Very good, bitch. Very She's, good. It's an ugly woman. No, no it I, just I, doesn't I make sense. I thought she was attractive. Okay. <laughs> That's oh, wild. That funny. That's funny, man. That's funny. Um, okay. Well, speaking of making characters black, we do a segment <laughs> on this show. Called If They Were Black. Called If They, if were, black. they were Black. And we change a character's ethnicity to make them black. And then we talk about how that would change their reality. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start this off. This week, we're doing it with Hagrid. Hilarious. Now, first of all, if Hagrid was black, uh, he definitely would have stayed in Azkaban after that crime. <laughs> when that girl died, bro, when Moan and Myrtle was dead, they could have had all types of evidence. She could have worked Voldemort in her own blood. And that shit, they would have sent Rubius Hagrid and Rubius is a real black name, too. And so is Hagrid, when you think about it. He lived in a hut on a school that he worked at, like an honest welder or something. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know, man. I feel like if Hagrid was black, they just would have made sure he had none of those animals. He yeah. wouldn't have been able to take care of none of them shits. He would have kept the dog. He would have kept the three-headed dog, though. He would have definitely would have kept a three-headed dog. No, well, why would he have a pigeon coop? What's I know, it's like you? Tyson. Nah, it's, no. nigga. What other black people you know have pigeon coops? Just... Tyson and Black Hagrid. <laughs> and one cow keeps in his afro. But outside of those, there are no black people with just pigeon coops. But no, I feel like um he definitely would have went he would have went down for um that whole back and forth with uh yeah. you know the Chamber of Secrets. Uh and he probably would have stayed in Azkaban. I don't know if he ever would have got freed. If he would have been freed, there would have been a lot more restrictions on him. But you know what would have been funny with Moaning Myrtle is they would have asked for her testimony and she would have been like, it d- that doesn't sound anything like the guy. And they'd be like, no, no, you're too traumatized. You're traumatized. No, it looked nothing like this guy Hagrid. She even would have took the memory out. Yeah. Like, no, right. no, 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 no. They'd have threw that shit and conceived. <laughs> oh, she's on the Imperious curse. <laughs> she's a ghost. She's an Imperious ghost. <laughs> no, I think it was like a handsome looking white guy that killed me. No, no, no. Myrtle, you're mistaken again. Yeah. <laughs> These ghosts with their faulty testimony. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think he would have went down. I um, He probably wouldn't have got paid as much as Hagrid got paid to be yeah. the teacher of uh, magical creatures. Um, you know what? Actually, no, I take that back because Kingsley seemed to be like he was well paid and well off. 
I feel I, I know this for a fact though. If Haggard were black, he would have found something else besides the umbrella to use magic <laughs> with. Maybe like a nice cane or okay. something like that. But it wouldn't have been a pink umbrella with polka dots on it. Cause fuck that. <laughs> he get too clowned for. Uh, oh yeah, they, the- <laughs> oh yeah, that. And he had a much nicer like his beard would have been a lot more well kempt. Mm-hmm. Okay. He definitely would have. He would have needed a shape up. A hundred. <laughs> Haggard would have had a shape up at some point. Yeah. During the whole seven book series, where he never once his hair never grew or got longer. He just was the same level of dirty. Yeah. The entire series. And and the tall woman that he liked would have had a much nicer body. Yeah, she would have oh. been thick. She wouldn't even been tall. She would. Yeah. <laughs> she, she. He. He. He might go out with Professor Sprout. He might date Professor Sprout. Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. Because Professor Sprout being a herb a herbologist and all that shit, yeah. help him out, make him the type of diet that can help bring the blood pressure down. She's lighting uh incense around the apartment. Yeah, I can see that. Who was the professor who uh she she taught them how to fly? Oh, Madam Hooch. Madam Hooch. Is she not like the lesbian gym teacher? I I I would fuck Madam Hooch. I ain't gonna hold you. I've said that on the podcast a couple times. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I like him younger. <laughs> well, damn! How much younger are you talking, Cal? I mean, can they at least get their owls done? <laughs> uh, also, I feel like uh, the moment where he went to collect Harry from the Dursleys, where they were terrified of him, they would, they would be terrified have been like, for a different reason. Oh, because I'm a wizard? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, because you're a wizard. <laughs> yeah, sure, because you're a wizard, buddy. <laughs> Let's see some of this black magic you have. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> Vernon, uh, there is a giant black man in our hotel. That's how they would describe him to the fucking police. <laughs> big <laughs> black man. Is it a six five? No, no bigger than. That. <laughs> oh boy! No, he was like eight foot one. I don't think he would. No, no, no. He was. He was eight foot one. <laughs> With a concealed weapon. <laughs> what? What did it look like? It was an umbrella. <laughs> His freaking uh, his uh, his motorcycle would have been a Nissan. <laughs> <laughs> Which who gave that to you, serious black? So you're telling me it's stolen? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! He he is the one who made sense. Not Hermione. It should have been Hagrid, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! He lives in a shack. He lived in slave quarters. <laughs> Hogwarts. That's where they had the other filters at before him. <laughs> and he had to take care of the dark forest. He would hum a lot and he had a crossbow that he never got a chance <laughs> never to Never graduated. Yeah. <laughs> man. Should have oh, graduated. Should have graduated, but got accused Somebody of a got crime. Somebody got in his locker. <laughs> man. Oh, my God. So what y'all think would have happened to him if he was black? What do you mean? Oh, that's it? That's all? He would just live the stereotypical bad black <laughs> What If Haggard was black, Haggard would have been a scholar, graduated first in his class. You know what would have happened, though? Yeah, shit. there is the Obama route. He would, no, <laughs> he, he would have stayed in Azkaban until Voldemort's rise. And then they would have let him out like Ruben the Hurricane Carter. Like, you were right the whole time. We're so sorry. Denzel's going to play you. <laughs> right. In the Haggard movie. And then it would have just been Lockhart and Blackface. <laughs> Then he has that brother. He has a half brother. He like, has a half oh, brother he's that he's kind of embarrassed of. Yeah, that's a little slow, but he don't tell nobody. He played. He, Haggard was the weird black kid too, like Jordan from the Bernie Mac show. He played with spiders yeah. and all types of shit. Whew! This was a fun if they were black. Yeah, Jesus. And he was the only one who's good in every hood. He was good with the wizards. He's good with the centaurs. Yep, like every giants. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> the only ones he was good is the Death Eaters. That's because they were racist. That's yeah. exactly. That's a good point. Yeah, you know when he was around the Centaurs and the Giants, they were like, why do you hang out with those wizards? <laughs> right. <laughs> All they do is talk about you, bro. They don't, they don't even got know how to cook in food. They shack, my nigga. <laughs> Like, oh come on. They got you sitting at a table, but they only let you in when it's dinner time. You remember, like, the centaurs <laughs> peeking through the windows? Like, they call that a dance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at Haggard in there shucking and jiving with that tall white wizard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. How, how far in are we, Max? Uh, 43 minutes. God damn it. You want to sort our uh, sort our last guy, or you want to? Yeah, let's sort our last guy, bro. Right, so, unless we're missing something. Oh, uh, I got some house elf stuff, but we can. Gotcha. Well, I do want to get this. Who was your um, favorite character in Harry Potter verse and why? And also, who was your least favorite character? Least why? favorite too. All right, let's do favorite first. Uh, favorite is tough as hell, but it's probably Dobby. And that's because I love Dobby. Too. When Dobby pulled up on the scene, he was the funniest part of everything that he was in <laughs> instantly. And like everything that Dobby did from the moment he came around was memorable. He was, mm-hmm. and he's like the only person to be like, look, he's the he's like W. E. B. Du Bois, like Frederick Douglass. Like he's like, look, the slave mentality, we gotta break it now. And yeah. he's the only one to like rise up out of that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, even when he died, he's the only death I cared about out of every death in Harry Potter. Like, Dumbledore's death didn't even matter as much. We're to me. low on Dumbledore on this podcast, just I mean, generally. Low. I like Dumbledore, even though he treated his sister like shit. Like, I, I, I mean, like well, him. Somebody has to like Dumbledore. <laughs> I feel like he was a conniving puppet master. Yeah, that, uh, absolutely. Did all that bullshit when he could have ended a lot of it. But that that's a story for another time. Go ahead, as you were saying. Yeah, Dobby. Uh, I don't know everything. Yeah, I would love to have when we do like a big like round table when we do like a great hall episode. Mm-hmm. We need to get at, make sure we have him and Chanel Ali on because she thinks Dobby is the stupidest character the whole goddamn. <laughs> but I love Dobby too, so and I couldn't disagree with her. Like honestly, yeah, like that. I don't know because think about it, Harry. Harry wouldn't even made it out of the Malfoy's house if Dobby wasn't being so protective of the one mm-hmm. friend that he had. He's a guy who, if he was sorted, he's got to go to help him. He's Dobby so loyal and protective yeah. over ev- he's willing to like hurt himself just to help Harry. Mm-hmm. The house elf thing I had on here was just what do freed house elves do for fun? Because Dobby spends his whole time on a mission, and then the one other house elf you see freed is Winky, and she just drinks all the time. So it's like, oh shit, I drink all the time too. <laughs> shit, if I'd have spent my whole life living out of a fucking pillowcase, but she's huh? a sad drunk. She should be like. Fuck you, wizard. Like, something. Yeah, I, I would just be like, Dobby could drop shit. I would just be dropping chandeliers on wizards all yeah. day long. Trust me. I think that's the real reason they don't want uh, the wizards to mix with the muggles is because, like, then you got to address slavery. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> the wizards see what and happened. the muggles already address slavery. Exactly. Now and you got to get house elves a they, month. They <laughs> might be like, hold on, wait, wait. Right. They got to give house elf history month. <laughs> And today we learn about Dobby and Fabuloso. <laughs> When's Wizard History Month? And then we learn about Dobby X. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Uh, least favorite character, though. My least favorite. Um, Nico, I think it's safe to say yours is James Potter, right? Uh, my my least favorite. Uh, he he's definitely one of my least favorites. Give, <laughs> give me some time, and I we got because right, you know how it is with me. It's my least favorite character of like today. Yeah. 
But we have the luxury of changing ours week to week. Yeah. Yeah, this is that's really hard, man. Like maybe oh, 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 oh. It's Umbridge. Umbridge sucks, man. Umbridge. Yeah, Umbridge she's is... my least favorite because she's the most frustrating character of the she's whole so series. She's so hateable. She's yeah. very well written. I would say she's yeah. easy to hate, but very well. But that's what makes a good villain in anything. Mm-hmm. Like if you can like draw some emotion out of anybody, you did your job. Yeah. And that I mean, it's a compliment, really. Yeah. Well, she also got gang raped, so let's not. Uh... <laughs> that's an internet <laughs> theory. By the sense, I said Nico. ain't no fun. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yo, who was the first uh, centaur that showed up in Harry Potter? What was his oh, name? Well, I forget. And Friends or some shit? Yeah. The, the other ones finished with Umbridge, and then you just hit, guess who's back in the motherfucking house with a fat dick for your motherfucking mouth? So, and Friends just walks out on one leg, holes recognized, bitches. So in Greek mythology, I sent Nico this earlier in the week, oh there is a trope where centaurs will kidnap women and gang rape them. This is in Greek mythology, very common. And the one character in Harry Potter to be carried off by centaurs is Umbridge. And there's a theory that uh, among Harry Potter fans that she was gang raped by them. And you know the sad part? Umbridge was such a well-written villain that when he sent me that, my initial gut (laughs) response was, couldn't have happened to a nicer person. That was my initial (laughs) gut response. And that's a terrible thing to say, but she's such a hateable fucking character. Where it's like you kind of wish that in this fantasy world, yeah. I don't want no letters. Yeah. <laughs> in this fantasy world, that something that bad would happen to her. But I feel like nobody would even, you know what I'm but saying? She's very hateable yeah. and she's fictional. So it's not that bad. We'll probably still get like howlers. Ah, that's fine. <laughs> but it's a philosophical question now. So it's like you prefer that maybe she was raped and then just went about her life. Or maybe they tore her limb from limb. Like, which one is more acceptable to you? They well, she was around in later movies, so was, unless yeah. they fucking but rip the limbs off and put them shits back. Yeah. Or they just play, like, target practice and just kept shooting and healing her, shooting and healing her with the uh, arrows. Like, there's so many worse things that could have happened, I think. It's true. I don't know. I think for the type of shit she was, because she was torturing niggas. She was yeah. choking the centaur. So yeah. if you start the war, damn it, you got to be ready to get captured. Yeah. So I don't know what happened, but I don't give a fuck. I don't feel bad for Umbridge. Fuck Umbridge. This is some uh, locked up. <laughs> I, I'll tell you who my least favorite character is as far as like my mood right now. Cornelius Oswald Fudge is okay. one of my least favorite characters as far as the whole Second Wizard World War. Mm-hmm. Because you were so scared that you vilified the people that were right the whole way through. And you kind of helped make sure that Voldemort could secure his spot mm-hmm. back where he was. And you didn't really get too much blame for it. Like, you got to step down when you should have been impeached. And you were so worried about your job that you made everybody unsafe. Yes. Fudge should have gotten in a lot more trouble than he did. Like, when he's at Dumbledore's funeral, it's like, well, you should get locked up at that funeral like a mafioso. Like, yeah. Cops are I, be- I bet you if Kingsley was the Ministry of Magic, he'd have been in jail like a motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they're no worse. Because what happens is basically like you're seeing when Voldemort comes to power, he wants to commit genocide against the Muggles. Mm-hmm. So you can almost make that parallel to Hitler. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then he's doing the same like st- uh, strategy of appeasement where it's like, mm-hmm. all right, we hear that these things are happening, but it's not happening on our doorstep, so we're just going to keep letting it go and go, and then the powers get stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. So now you kind of got to be, you should be charged with war crimes. For sure. Yeah. 100% should be charged with war crimes. And and the thing about, about Cornelius is so fucked is that you were going back and forth with a Death Eater. Lucius Malfoy yeah. is a oh, Death yeah. Eater. 
and you just got to ride on into the fucking sunset. Yeah. J.K. Rowling is good at writing white privilege, bro. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, if we ever do If Cornelius Fudge Was Black. Next episode. <laughs> he has okay. a great name for a black man. Yeah, I mean, shit, we could do it now. If Cornelius Fudge was black, man, he would have got that Dementor's kiss immediately. As soon as he would have called Dumbledore a liar, he'd have been out of that fucking job. Actually, I, his, his son probably makes sense, though. Who? Fudge. He has a son? Am I tripping? I don't know. Fudge Fudge doesn't, a I don't think he has kids. I'm no, you think of Barty Crouch. Yeah, yeah, right, Barty, yeah, Crouch. Barty Crouch. Who, who I've I've said is my favorite defense against the dark arts teacher on this podcast multiple times. Why? You know what uh you know what happened though? It's like uh you remember in DC when I'm from DC and when the mayor got caught smoking mayor crack Barry. Mm-hmm. and he was immediately like, They don't want to see a black mayor succeed. <laughs> like, Fudge no, we don't want to see him smoking crack. <laughs> they had him on camera like the bitch set me up. <laughs> Fudge would have done the same shit, like Dumbledore just doesn't want to see a black minister of magic. Fox the, set and me then, up. But then he would have pointed at other shit. There's only one black person in the order of the Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, they got sure. a giant and a bitch that could turn into a cat and only one person that looked like me but no i um i the reason i think um bartimus Crouch jr is the best defense against the dark arts teacher mm-hmm. is because like you said in that fourth book when the tone changed mm-hmm. he introduced everybody to what you're going to be fighting on that other side and you need to be prepared for it yeah, like if he wasn't moody. if he mm-hmm. wasn't a crazy like death eater he would have been probably the best teacher for that fucking true, job true. you pull all you pull all the bad shit out that's how you gotta teach the kids. Like, yo, bad shit shouldn't happen to you, but bad people exist, and this is how they're doing it. He's bad the shit. good teacher who's also fucking a student. Yeah, well, <laughs> or, or killing the student. I don't know if he's fucking them. But okay, so well, I just mean like in today's times, like he oh, probably yeah, would have found a Slytherin girl, and he was like, "Your your family knows what's up." Like, not a Malfoy, but like some right. He would just pull his fucking uh, sleeve up, like you see the mark. <laughs> so yeah, man. Did, did you give us your least favorite? Yeah, Umbridge. Umbridge. Okay. All right. Let's yeah. sort our, our let's last sort the icon. last guy and get out of here. All right. So Kyle is a native son of St. Louis. Uh, kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. That's enough. Yeah. To sort uh, one of the most prominent native sons of St. Louis, one of the kings of comedy, one of the absolute best. That's the one and only Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah. Cedric has to be a Gryffindor. Okay. In my opinion, he's everything. In my opinion, when you see him on stage, he's bold. Like even the stuff that he does, just physically, mm-hmm. that to, in my mind, that's the hardest part of comedy. His act outs are unbelievable. Yeah, it's the physical stuff, and he commits to everything one thousand percent. Even when you catch him on camera doing something in a sitcom, <laughs> like he's there in uh, top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His characters are like he's as bold, as courageous, as brave as anybody I know. <laughs> And he gets shit done. Like he's got to be a Gryffindor. That's a that's a great case, Nico. I'm gonna also go with Gryffindor because Cedric is, if nothing else, bold, brave. Even if it doesn't um, seem like he should be, you know what I'm saying? For a guy to come out and like people kind of make fun of that, make him the butt of the joke about wearing a purple suit. But I tell you mm-hmm. one thing: you ain't never seen somebody in a purple suit flyer than Cedric the Entertainer mm-hmm. and killing in his craft it's hard to see is also if you wear a purple suit you have to be good those are the rules well right now cut me off again will (laughs) (laughs) but um no i do do think he'd be a gryffindor because i feel like just if you look at his career that he's had 
He's always been he's always been very upfront. He's never compromised whatever he is. Like being Cedric the Entertainer, like that's damn near a type. Like to you guys that are listening to the podcast, we're all stand up comedians. I would urge you to go look up uh Cedric the Entertainer's Taking You Higher and then it's special on Netflix and you'll see what I'm talking about. The guy is a hundred percent himself unapologetically there's bravery that goes to that because if that fails you run the risk of being really embarrassed but he seems to just wipe all that away and he's very comfortable being what he is so for that reason i would sort him into gryffindor okay uh i have him i have him as a hufflepuff uh i thought you guys gave great reasons uh but so my my reason is uh the mythology of the kings of comedy uh, and, and Spike Lee has talked about this, is that uh, the whole time... Well, Steve Harvey was initially supposed to close it out, mm-hmm. but they soon realized that the best possible show was Bernie closing it out. Mm-hmm. Nobody really should have been tasked with following Bernie Mac at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but Or ever. Or ever. Uh, that's true. He's like one of the all-time, you'd go, hardest to follow guys, yeah. history of comedy. Um, but... Cedric was known as the guy who just wanted the show to be great, wanted everybody to have fun, get along, and uh, really put the show and the audience first. He was like, whatever makes the audience enjoy the show as much as possible. DL was like the guy who was like, I'm next. I'm, you know, I'm going to wait for my moment, but I'm next. But Cedric was like the glue guy who made everything work on that tour and mm. kept everybody cool with each other. Okay. So that's why I got him as Hufflepuff. Yeah, hey, you know what? I was ready for you to say a whole bunch of shit. Well, <laughs> well I would look over and kind of like, man, get him out of here. But that was dope reasons. Hey, I, when you earn, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You pay the cost to be the boss, man. <laughs> so to everybody that's listening, this has been episode seven of the Potterhood Podcast. Kyle, where can they find you? Uh, Everywhere. Kyle Pennant, at Kyle Pennant. Or you can check out Overtime. I'm doing a lot of stuff with them. And that's who also produces my uh, Snapchat original series, Hype School. There you go. I am Nico White. You can catch me on Instagram at my Instagram, at NicoWhite93. That is at N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E-9-3. You can also check out my website, NicoWhite.com. That's N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E dot C-O-M. I'm going to be kicking off my new tour, Marcellus, sometime in the fall. So make sure you keep your eyes out for that. Will, where can I find you, bro? You can find me on Instagram at Will Poznan, W-I-L-L-P-O-Z-N-A-N. And you can go to my website, willpossum.com. This is episode seven, the most magical number (laughs) in Harry Potter. So that means this is our most magical podcast. Thank you guys so much. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating so we can get higher up in algorithms and And all that. And share. And share. And share. And share. Love you all. Mischief Mischief Managed. Managed.